One of these days, maybe in our lifetimes, it is possible we will see the abolition of abortion. And the history books of our future will write about the generational trauma, the breaking down of families, and the destruction of basic morality. How did it come to an end? But for now, we're still in that historic era. What do we do? We can't just sit back and do nothing and think this too shall pass. We need to stand. The Ministry of Preborn stands every day for the helpless among us by providing free ultrasounds and postnatal help for up to two years. They are helping move the needle tremendously. When an expecting mom hears the baby's heartbeat for the first time, the chances that she will choose life for that baby double, and you can be a part of that. One ultrasound is $28. $28 to double the chances of saving that baby's life. Hit pound 250. Say the keyword baby and make a $28 donation, will you? Keyword baby, pound 250. Or you can go to preborn.com slash Glenn. That's preborn.com slash Glenn. Preborn is our sponsor. Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you were Devin Archer today, how would you be feeling? Devin Archer is the former partner of the Bidens, Joe and Hunter Biden. He is the main partner that knows all about the books, was at all of the meetings, knows that uh, Joe was indeed a full partner in this. He has to testify. The DOJ, there was a big kerfuffle. I think that it's not what all of the conservatives think it is. But imagine after seeing what happened uh, with uh, Jeffrey Epstein, which, of course, was just he hung himself. Imagine giving testimony today and then knowing that you're going to prison maybe as early as Wednesday. What would you do? We start there in 60 seconds. First, you sick, twisted freak. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. Connie lives in Nevada, and she's had some bad news a while ago. She was told that nothing could be done for the back and hip pain that's been plaguing her for a while now. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse, and then she saw an ad on TV for Relief Factor. She wasn't really hopeful, but she thought, what else do I have to lose? So she ordered the quick start. She says it literally started working within two days. The pain began to subside. Obviously, she kept going with Relief Factor. These days, she reports she has no pain. She goes to bed pain-free every night, wakes up the next morning still pain-free. Connie got her life back. Could you? 
Try the three-week quick starts, $19.95. It doesn't work for everybody, but if it works for you, it's the best $19.95 you've ever spent. It's a trial pack, not a drug, developed by doctors, and hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and 70% of them go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com, 800, the number 4, Relief, 800-4-RELIEF, ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com, 800, the number 4, Relief. Feel the difference. Well, welcome back to Stu. I'm glad to see that you have most of it cleared up, uh, you know, innocent until proven guilty. And I'm glad uh, we don't have to go into what you were doing last week in the court and all of the details. But, what? Uh, hi, Stu. Hey, Glenn. How's How it going? You doing? That was good to have week. you back. Good yeah, to have you back. It. Yeah, I bet it, bet it was. Now, let me, let me go right into uh, Devin Archer. Have you been following this at all? Oh, my gosh. Uh, or, what, you know, yeah, uh, you, you, well, I, was, I had other things okay. going on last week, and it was tough to keep up with all yeah. the news developments. So not sure, as much as I would have sure, liked. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, in that cell, it has... Um, well, I don't know about the Wi-Fi situation. Anyway, um, in the uh, the Biden's family foreign business empire, uh, uh, Devin Archer is ground zero. Devin Archer is the guy who knows where all the bodies are buried. Perhaps literally. I, we're not sure at this point. Um, however, he was supposed to testify last week. He's been talking to the committee in Washington. He is not a friendly witness but he's not exactly hostile either he says he's just going to t tell the truth i have no idea what he is going to say but apparently the committee knows at least his opening statement and there are some things that he is going to say apparently uh that will not go well for the bidens again he knows everything that was going on now if i were hunter biden uh, I would think to myself, hmm, I know I'm not suicidal, but I could be committing suicide by the end of this week. He says his family has been threatened. Um, it is really, I mean, we are in the place to where who do you trust to keep you safe? Oh, don't worry. The federal government will keep you safe. We'll keep you safe. All right. Uh, no, no, thank you. Who keeps you safe at this point? So who knows what he's going to say? But here are the questions that can be uh, asked. Why did Burisma hire Hunter Biden in April 2014 on the eve of his father's vice presidency? Uh, his dad makes his first major visit to Ukraine. What did Archer believe the firm wanted from Hunter Biden being on its board and working as one of its lawyers? It's a really good question to ask about the hiring of a crack and hooker addict. I mean, I think that's fair. He'll know. What did Joe Biden know about Hunter's business dealings in China, Ukraine, Romania, and Russia? Apparently, there were several parties, apparently several board meetings uh, that, that uh, Devin Archer knows happened and was there for those meetings 
Why did Joe Biden phone in to some of the Burisma board meetings and specifically phone in to the December 2015 meeting in Dubai when the firm was panicked that Shokin, the Ukrainian prosecutor, was escalating his probe of the Ukrainian firm? That one is really important. I have no idea of my son's business dealings, but I happen to call in to a Burisma board meeting what to say hi hey i hate to interrupt your board meeting son i just want to know how are you are you okay is everything all right are you you know still making it with the hookers do you need more money what what, what was that conversation it's like one of those it wasn't about the business dealings those old school party lines glenn you remember you could just call in and you wouldn't know necessarily who was on it was just yeah. a bunch of people and sometimes right. it's the parisma board meeting you don't thank know thank you you know Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, why did the Chinese approach Hunter Biden and Devin Archer in 2013 uh, to form a joint investment firm? And what did the Chinese say they wanted out of the relationship? I mean, this one is important. The, in 2013, they formed this new investment house. And immediately the Chinese are like, we are look, where are we going to put all this money? We have so much money. We need somebody who's on the cutting edge of investing. Somebody who has a really good track record. Oh, I know. Uh, how about uh, uh, how about the Goldman Sachs? No, 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 no. There, no. We need somebody new. Hey, how about a uh, crack addict and his friend who have no experience at all? There's a good idea. Let's give them more access to our market than anyone, including Bank of America, Citibank, and all the others. Let's give them more access and more money than anyone else in the world. Does that make sense to you? Uh, what did uh, uh, Betrina, once the richest female oligarch and the wife of the former Moscow mayor, reach out to firms associated with Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, and other business partners back in 2013 and 14. And what did she get out of the relationship? Was Joe Biden ever promised or sent any money from his son's overseas business partners? Or did Hunter ever confide that he pays bills and expenses for his dad? Did Hunter have any role in the tribal bond scheme? Or did he derive any direct or indirect financial benefits for the companies involved in it? Now, this one is important because Devin has said the Bidens threw him under the bus. This is why he's going to jail. He was ripping off an Indian tribe. Is there anything more politically incorrect today? Something that you'd, you'd know Gosh, if I get caught, this would be a big, huge scandal. I mean, it's like stealing money from orphanages. Uh, so he's stealing money from, and this is what he was convicted of, a bond scheme. However, the speculation is, is that Hunter was involved in that too, and it's a giant cover-up. We may find out today. Did Hunter Biden have a strategy of targeting foreign oligarchs with legal troubles? That's the uh, that's the last question that should be asked today with Devin Archer. If now he is canceled several times and rescheduled. However, they were pushing. They it was really it was quite interesting uh, what they sent. They sent a letter on Saturday, which the Justice Department, it is my understanding, 
never does. Uh, they sent a um, uh, they sent a letter that said, hey, I uh, just want to remind you, uh, he should be in jail. Now, people are reporting this as the DOJ was saying that they want him in jail before Monday. The DOJ has said that is not the truth. So on Sunday, they did something even uh, less familiar from the DOJ. They wrote a letter to the judge, a follow-up letter to Ronnie Abrams. This is the United States District Judge, Southern District of New York. The government writes to follow up on its letter dated yesterday, apprising the court of the Second Circuit's mandate affirming the judgment of conviction in this matter. The government understands that the defendant is scheduled to provide testimony to Congress tomorrow. To be clear, the government does not request and has never requested that the defendant surrender before his congressional testimony. As the court knows, to surrender and uh, commence his sentence of imprisonment, the defendant must be... uh, Uh, must be designated to a federal facility by the Bureau of Prisons, a process that can take several weeks or months. Nonetheless, for the avoidance of all doubt, the government requests that any surrender date, should the court order one, be scheduled to occur after the defendant's congressional testimony is completed. Now, several speculations on why they did this. Why would they go into the office on a Saturday And write a letter that they don't usually write. It can't be a computer glitch. It can't be, you know, anything. You could say, well, we were super busy. And, uh, you know, we're just burning the midnight oil. We got these guys here in the DOJ that just won't sleep until justice is served. Does anybody believe that? It's the government. Why didn't they just send it today? Don't know. Then they come out and they say, oh, no, no, no. I want you to know that's not what that letter meant at all. Okay, so everybody was speculating that that's what that letter was about. And then the next day they come out and somebody had to go into the office again and write another letter that never happens on a weekend. Here's what I think they were doing. I think they were reminding American Devin Archer is going to prison. I think this was a discrediting thing that they were doing. So everyone could talk about Devin Archer as a guy who is going to prison. How many times do you trust a guy going to prison? And is he just testifying because he wants his sentence lightened or anything like that? That, I think, is as far as the conspiracy on this may go. Uh, I think it was, it's just, does this sound reasonable to you, Stu? I think it's just to get them to say, to have everybody in America put him in the right frame. And that is convicted criminal, right? They have to give cover to the media to be able to dismiss everything that comes out of this. Right. And to look good on the right side, like, cause they'll say, and conservatives over the weekend said they didn't want him to testify. And that's why he was thrown to jail. But that was nonsense. In fact, the justice department had to come out and tell these crazy conservatives that that's not what was happening. And as it turns out, you know, his testimony was either really bad, but let's remember he's going to prison for this. Maybe he's looking to suck up or It wasn't as bad as everyone said, and the Justice Department knew that, and they weren't trying to to, uh, uh, 
bring him into prison. They were very clear that they said, you know, it'll take months. Yeah, we just tr- happen to issue this letter. Trying to cover themselves on, on no matter which way this goes. And, of course, the pressures are still there, right? Like, they still want him to do, quote, unquote, the right thing in their view, which is to protect. Uh, whether that's still a legitimate possibility at this point, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like Correct. it's gone down that. It, there's too much evidence. There's too much coming out here. But that's basically their goal here is to still try to... Uh, mani- manipulate the levers of power however they can to to stop all of this well uh you know he's he has been apparently he and his family have received serious death threats he has said several times that he is concerned about the safety of himself and his family you have a skeptical look on your face why i <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh that these things are very very important and uh you know uh, they they always this is always the excuse right there's always something like this that is bubbling under there's always pressures from the evil outside uh, that are always conservatives i mean these things don't typically ever come to pass but we always hear about oh them. i don't think really you think that because uh, i've not read that it's conservatives no. i haven't read who which side it's coming from <laughs> right. but uh i i gotta believe i mean if i'm going to jail and I'm testifying against the president and the first son. And I know that, uh, you know, somebody else that had the goods on powerful people just hung themselves strangely and cameras stopped working. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be very concerned. I would worry about my life and my family's life as well. Oh, I'm sure in reality that's what's happening. I'm, the reason it's being reported, though, is is usually the opposite of reality. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I, w- I would certainly be scared. In this in this scenario, with all of this that's going on, if what we believe is true, right? And it, man, there's so much evidence now at this point. There's so much smoke that it's hard to, you know, dismiss. This is the type of stuff that, you know, you see happen. This is, you know, this fuels movies. Right? Movie stuff. This is the stuff yeah, that you see, is. you know, this is House of Cards stuff at this point. And, yeah, and, and the House is. of Cards is a good analogy because it, it does feel like we're a couple cards breaking down from the whole thing collapsing. Mm-hmm. Back in just a minute. First, let me tell you about Legacy Box. Uh, magnetic tape. Uh, we used to use magnetic tape in radio, and the last time I saw tape edited was when I hired Stu, and I was the one trying to teach him how to edit tape, and he looked at me and said, why would I ever do it this way? And I was like, what do you mean? And he opened up the computer, and he edited something about half the time, and I said, okay, you're good. Let's go. <laughs> um <laughs> Edited uh, tape is only uh, really made to last about 10 to 20 years, and it becomes so hardened that the plastic that everything is on remains, but then everything flakes off of that, especially if it's not stored away the right way. Digitizing your old media with Legacy Box stops the fading process and the destruction of all of those recordings, and you can save them forever. For a limited time, Legacy Box is running a $9 videotape sale. $9. It's usually like 30 At this special price, there's never been a better time to convert your entire collection. Legacy Box is the safest and easiest way to preserve your past, which is why it's been trusted by over a million families. They are, as soon as I send it in, they are going to be uh, taking my entire lifetime archives and uh, and documenting them and making sure that they're all preserved. Uh, that is a huge, 
huge job and the only person i would trust to do it is legacy box don't let this summer's heat age your videotapes and your film reels and fade your photos legacybox.com slash back shop their nine dollar tape sale it's huge savings legacybox.com slash back unlock this exclusive offer now legacybox.com slash back 10 seconds station id Okay, there's a couple of other things. Um, The Secret Service has refused to turn over the list of individuals who may have accessed the area of the White House where that cocaine was found on the 4th of July weekend. Uh, It was just the white and the red was the, you know, was the blood on his face after doing all so much white. And the blue was just the cops that were turning their back. That's I mean, that's all that was. That's all that was. So uh, a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act, uh, went out, and apparently the Department of Homeland Security said, yeah, well, these are presidential records, and uh, they have exclusive legal custody and control of the White House. Okay, that's not what the FOIA asked for. The FOIA asked for the list from the Secret Service, which is not protected by the White House. So there is a list of everybody that comes in and you are frisked. Dogs are there. They blow, you know, air at your face. They test you six ways to Sunday. You have to empty all of your pockets. And if you go into this special section, you not only get that, but you have to empty your pockets and put everything in a little cubby. Well, there are Secret Service people everywhere. Now, the white house has records and that's protected against the freedom of information act however if you're a the secret service and you said i need to see that list so we know who we need to contact who was in this room they made a list of the people that were on the list that needed to be interviewed if they didn't make that list that shows they didn't really investigate they did nothing so they were asking for the secret service list of who was in and who did you talk to secret service i don't my what lit list what and the white house is saying no 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 you want our list of who walked in and that's protected no that's not what they're asking for why won't they produce the list why it is not protected under the Presidential Records Act. Why will the Secret Service not provide a list? More garbage from the DOJ, Homeland Security, the FBI, and now Secret Service. More in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about realestateagentsitrust.com. What are you doing today to reach out to your community and, and help people? Let me tell you a little bit about Aaron. He partners with an organization that provides on-the-job skills to people entering the workforce. Another organization that helps homeless people with the basic needs to get back on their feet. He's even personally donating, putting his money where his mouth is, putting his time where his money is. 
On top of that, Aaron and his family are very active in their church. He helps out with greeting and ushering and scripture reading and retreats. With all of that on his place, he still has time to be one of the top best-selling real estate agents in his region. I think it's because of all those things. That's why he is one of the top best-selling real estate agents in his reasons. There are many reasons why I'm glad that my company, Real Estate Agents I Trust, partners with Aaron and the people just like him. I want you to work with the best of the best. You need a real estate agent? Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Glenn's new book, Dark Future, available now. Use the code Glenn and save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV as well at blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're listening. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, when you raise kids, you just, you don't ever know. And you don't know where they're going to go. And you just hope to God that they don't, you know, watch, you know, a show about crack dealing. And all of a sudden go, you know, I think I'm going to be, I could be a better crack dealer than that guy. <laughs> You just hope that something good happens and uh, and you don't ever want to stomp on their dreams. And I say this because my folks, they always said to me, yeah, you know that that business doesn't pay very well. And I'm like, I, I know. And you have to be uber successful to be able to even eat. I know. But if that's what you want to do, we recommend that you have some fallback. But, uh, you know, if that's what you want to pursue, we're here to help you. And so I've done that with my son. Uh, and he's now, I mean, my son is now a coach of a college football team. And I'm like, how did that happen? How did that happen? And his mom and I, we wanted to say all the time, not a chance, dude, not a chance. I mean, not a chance you didn't know how this game was even played four years ago and everybody who wants to be in football especially in texas they start when they're two and uh uh not a chance well now he's coaching college level football and it's crazy absolutely crazy this weekend uh my daughter was in a broadway boot camp and i have been begging people that I know in the industry, please watch this and tell me she doesn't happen. She doesn't have it, that she's mediocre or anything. Please, I do not. And they all laugh. Boy, you do not want her to go into Hollywood. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't want her in Broadway. I don't want her in Hollywood. No. And uh, my only hope has been that maybe my name would destroy her chance of being, you know, in in on Broadway. And uh, so, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, so it's, a, it's a unique form of parenting you're doing there, Glenn. I don't know is, how to describe it, is, it exactly. It it's is. not in any book that I've read. I know. <laughs> Believe me, I have wanted to stand up in auditions and things like that and say, just a reminder, she's my, that one. That's my daughter. <laughs> but I don't. And so this weekend we went to a Broadway boot camp and it was Les Miserables and she played Madame, uh, uh, what is it, Thornier, Th Th Thenardier. 
which is a very difficult role to play and it's all character and she walked on stage and she had told me that's the role she wanted when she was trying out she told me she said dad i am going to push this and i said go for it lucy and because i've always called her lucy because she's she's since a kid she's been lucille ball she is hysterical and uh, i said go for it lucy and she did and i sat there and i looked at my wife and i said oh we have to surrender she clearly has it so now what do we do to help her she's got two years before she goes out onto the open market and i don't want her to go to colleges and art colleges and theater i don't want i just don't want her there and i'm like where do you go what do we do we have a friend who whose daughter was so talented musically and she's now in nashville making music we've had two friends that have done this and their family moved to nashville to be able to do it and i'm like but i don't want we're not moving to la we're not moving to new york i don't want her there but there's nowhere to go there's nowhere to go we saw a show uh this weekend because we're up in idaho and so we went down to watch her at this boot camp and then we went to a show on saturday night um at a place called the hale theater this is a community theater that has for four or five generations said we're not going to put crap on the on the stage and when by crap i mean there's no swearing there's no there's no sex and they have started to buy broadway shows you know you have to pay royalties for that and you have to do them word for word otherwise you're in violation of the contract you do not change what the playwright wrote well they get playwrights to change it to allow them to remove all the swearing and everything else they have a 2000 seat theater i think they do as many as 22 shows a week they sell more tickets 94 percent sold out year round uh and about 700,000 tickets a year it is incredible and we watch that and we're like this is a community theater this is better than broadway this, this is crazy and, you know, my wife looks at me and I said, don't look at me. I'm not thinking that. And she's like, well, I'm not thinking that either. And I'm like, good. Well, we can't think that. We don't want to think that, which is, you know, move to Salt Lake City. Last place I'd want to live. I think it's turning into Babylon myself. Um, <laughs> it seems like it's but I been don't pretty know. nice when I've been there. <laughs> is it that rough? Is it, is it turned into the rough and tumble streets? Salt Lake is really going dark. Salt Lake is really going dark. It, it, you know, it, when I moved there in the 80s, uh, I remember it was really, really good people. And then the people who lived there were so anti the religion because it was so predominant then that it, they just went the other way just to make a statement. We're not anything like you. Mm-hmm. And I think that caught hold. And it's uh, it's got some real issues, real issues uh and it will be destroyed but anyway um uh i uh i, I just don't want to so i you know now i talking to my wife and i'm like maybe we start th- maybe we start an acting school and i don't know hire really good actors 
you know, like Caviezel or somebody like that, that is good at teaching. I don't know if he's good at teaching, but find some actors that are really good. They don't have to agree with our politics. They just can't be Marxist, socialist, crazy, you know, tree hugging. Uh, I don't know. Deers. Oh, I'm a deer. No, I'm a bunny rabbit. None of that crap. None of that crap. Because we have to, as an industry, we have to start picking from the tree and not from the barrel. Right now, as an industry, we get the rejects or the people who are so successful that, you know, they've got an Academy Award and they're like, I don't care. They're not going to destroy me. Um, we have to not have our throw our kids into the lions because I am I'm terrified. My daughter has it, and I don't want her anywhere around it. She'll, she'll lose her soul, I'm convinced. And I'm not going to stop her from doing it, but there's got to be another way. Got to be another way. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing that with universities now, right? We're, we're seeing a bunch of these startups that are not necessarily conservative universities. Some of them are outward, outwardly conservative. Some of them are just like, hey, we're going to not be completely insane. We're just going to uh, get rid of... All of the craziness that is, you know, penetrated the universities and made them worthless. I mean, uh, the big names mm-hmm. that we've been looking at for all of these years as the the center of of intellectual thought are have been completely destroyed, completely destroyed. And people are now stepping up, and the, the the sane ones that were left from that world are stepping outside of it and starting new things. And I don't know, maybe that's I, it's interesting you bring that up because it's uh, it's very central to what you like and and you know love and is you know I've always been someone who's really loved the arts um but also something you have you know some influence in and and is consistent with what you actually believe it's kind of an interesting idea yeah especially now that angel studios is getting yeah so much mm. to be able to have the pipeline to angel studios you know what i mean look you have talent you want to really learn it and you want to have uh, at least a door open to those kind of directors that are filming or doing stage productions, you can, you can get the fast track over here. You still have to be good. But if you have those morals and you're trying to stay on those morals, we'll teach you. Then you have to have the, it's a merit-based system, and you go to you know Angel Studios or whoever. I don't know. I haven't talked to Angel or anybody else about this. Why would I do that? I should just instead just talk about it on the air. I mean, that's a smart thing to do. What an idiot. Jeez. And so you got into the Radio Hall of Fame right there. You're just uh, blurting it is. out it is. ideas you haven't right. really thought all the way through uh, to, you know. I have thought people. about this, though, for I've thought about this for at least a decade when she started sniffing around. And I'm like, oh, no. And I've been thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it and hoping somebody would do it. But I don't think anybody's doing it. I don't you know, think. you think about sending your kids to college. Now think about sending your kids to a theater based oh. college oh God. or a film college. Right. That's a death sentence. That's a death sentence. There's no chance they get out of there as themselves. Another idea is, um, have you heard of the movie The Village? Um, it, it has, I think there's some real yes, possibilities. My wife is right. making, my wife is making the costumes uh. for that, uh, uh. for that 
hark we're <laughs> suggesting that we all it's a living role mm. that you play <laughs> really I mean, the Amish may have had it right here, honey uh, yeah. this is he can't yeah. get out of character now it's, it's method acting sweetheart <laughs> you have to live like the Amish for maybe the rest of your life but man you are gonna know them inside and out so when they remake that Harrison Ford witness thing, you're there. You're there. All right. Um, here's our sponsor. <laughs> this, this half hour, our sponsor uh, is LifeLock. There's a report out from HCA, the healthcare, which came out recently stating they had a data breach. Hmm. Just made your healthcare information of 11 million people available for the grabbing online. If you weren't one of them, good for you. But uh, what about the next breach? The dark web just introduced uh, a new uh, chat GPT kind of thing that just searches for people's information. And uh, it's a super AI that'll be it'll be great for thieves. Congratulations on that. Everything is changing in our world. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BACK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BACK for 25% off. It's LifeLock.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. There are a couple things that we're going to be talking about uh, next hour that you don't want to miss. And we we talk about it in the book, Dark Future. But there's a couple of things that you need to be aware of. Um, it is called degrowth. And it is happening everywhere. These companies are starting to collapse themselves intentionally. And it's going to happen to everything. I, I want you to listen to this for, from John Kerry, our climate czar. And he is speaking at the Agricultural Innovation Mission for Climate Summit. Now, listen to what he says in this clip. John Kerry. Agriculture contributes about 33% of all the emissions of the world, uh, depending a little bit on how you count it, but it's anywhere from 26 to 33. And... We can't get to net zero. We don't get this job done unless agriculture is front and center as part of the solution. But with a growing population on the planet, we just crossed the threshold of 8 billion fellow citizens around the world. We just crossed that in this last year. Emissions from the food system alone are projected to cause another half a degree of warming by mid-century on the current course that we are today. A two-degree future could result in an additional 600 million people not getting enough to eat. And you just can't continue to both warm the planet while also expecting to feed it. Wow. How many okay. times? How many times so can we go down this road? I think... Hmm. I know. I think 
what they're saying here is we have to destroy our food manufacturing system to save our food manufacturing system. This is one of the most Malthusian uh, things I've I've ever heard. They're going to mess with the food system from seed to fork. If you don't if you don't think that they will do this, you're living in a dream world. You're living in a dream world. You know, what, what, what is going to have uh, this uh, credit score? I don't mind if I, if I have a bad uh, uh, social score. I have nothing to hide. Really? Let me play the audio here. Cut 12. Play the audio of the social credit score when uh, what your phone does when someone calls you that is behind in their bills. Listen to this. <laughs> Okay, so let's say Stu hasn't been keeping up with his bills and is in too much debt, according to the state. Well, with all the legal trouble, what happens? Yeah, yeah. What happens is your 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 phone goes off as a siren, and it says this person is having financial problems. Your credit score will be affected if you talk to them. But if you do talk to them, tell them they need to get their finances in order. Oh, my gosh. You, you want that? This is what a social credit score is. Do you want that? Because it's coming here and to the entire West. You know, people think I'm crazy for saying, yeah, they're going to restrict travel. Oh, no, no, no. No, you don't listen to me on saying that. You know, read the book or let me show you what just was released this weekend about travel. Yeah, the time of going on vacations, the way we think about vacations, that time is over. That's a quote. More next.